Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Sleep Matthews Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in and listening wherever you are around the world. Well, we got him. We finally got him. He is one of the most amazing uh, master teachers uh, uh, in our history. Professor James Small is with us today. He has been an activist since his uh, teenage years. His in-depth knowledge, thought-provoking, and calm delivery are influential elements to break the programming of miseducation. Professor Small is considered a living legend. I agree with that 100%. In the fight for the liberation of the minds of, of his people and against Eurocentric distortion of world history. Mr. Smalls also is currently conducting uh, educational and cultural tours throughout Africa, Haiti, and the United States. And he's also working on two books, which is really cool. We're going to talk about that. One is a collection of his lectures on Malcolm X, and the other is the topic on post-slavery trauma syndrome. Welcome, Dr. Small. Thank you very much, sir. I'm happy to be here. I am, I am ecstatic that you're here. Now, one of the reasons that you are here is because uh, we're excited to uh, uh, say that, that African Americans for Balanced Health uh, is bringing you in uh, October 28th, I think 27th and 28th, um, yeah. to speak to the community. And, and you're going to be speaking with Dr. Wade Nobles is going to be here. And you're going to be speaking on um, spirituality, uh, spirituality as your reality. Let's start with that because, of course, i got a whole bunch of other stuff to talk to you about. But let's start talking about spirituality uh, uh, as your reality because basically everything we are going to be talking about is connected to that. Right. Um, what, what we like for people to really understand is that spirituality is not religion. They're not even comparative. Religion mm. is a tool of spirituality. See, what, what religion does is to help you through rituals, through ceremonies, to enforce the spiritual ideas in your character mm-hmm. okay, through repetition. And so, and it also, what, what religion does is give you a, an institution or forum to share your spiritual consciousness with other human beings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But spirituality is your knowledge and your understanding of your reality, past, present, and future. So for one to say I'm spiritual, they must know and understand their basic history. They must know and understand their basic ancestral contributions to what makes them who they are. That means your family tree, uh, et cetera. They must have a general love for and understanding of the nature that surrounds them, how that natural environment affects them, and how they're affecting the natural environment. They must have a cursive understanding of the cosmology, what we call astronomy and the extension past astronomy, so that you understand how you affect the cosmological environment, how it affects you. How do you affect the ecological environment you're in, how it affects you. And you being the result of that is your spiritual. 
So Dr. Uh-huh. Noble states it like this. You know, Dr. Noble is my partner. <clears throat> he says, Africans are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said it a little more harsh in the early days. I would say we are God having a human experience. But I'll nice. take Dr. Noble, which is softer. We are spiritual <laughs> beings. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. The European are human beings trying to have a spiritual experience. And wow. that's why they craft religion as a pathway to that spiritual experience. We don't need religion. We need to understand our historical and our ancestral linkages and to live in that reality. And that's why our spirituality is our reality. Now, what you just said, just, you know, I don't, I, you know, I have a clean shaven head, but you just blew my hair back, bro. Let me tell you why. Because, <laughs> because it's the first time that I heard someone say that, that the European is having uh, a, a, a human experience. Uh, uh, right. You know, cloaked as cloaked as uh, uh, religion or spirituality, and doesn't that make sense? Why they act the way they act? It doesn't that make sense? Yes, it does. It explains. Now, that, that explains. Explain, explain, absolutely, them. absolutely. Go deeper with that if you could. That's beautiful. Right. Well, when we talk about <coughs> what we excuse me, God, the divine, most people have been taught in European culture that God is a white man. Mm-hmm. And he sits up in an invisible space called heaven. Well, in all of African culture, we are taught that God is every and all things at once, including us. The God in the African sense of divinity is the totality of creation beyond knowability. You can't know the beginning, so you can't even presuppose an ending to the extent of the divine. It does not have an image. You, you can create images anthropomorphically to teach mm-hmm. principles, but those with just anthropomorphic images, it is not God, because God is every and all things at once. The air, the water, the wind, the cells in your body, the animals, the trees, the stars, the moon, the planets, all of the elements that make up all of the things that exist and the rules that govern the relationship between all of these things, that's what Africans call God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just that alone can let you see the difference between what we call God and what Europeans refer to as God. So, of course, the question comes in. Um, I would be re- re- remiss not to ask, why do we have so many um, Africans that were brought here to America, uh, descendants of, 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 of slaves, that are stuck uh, on religion and Christianity and various different other religions. What is it that needs to happen for this? Well, uh, you, would, you, would understand, you would understand your question better if you had not referred to the enslaved African descendants as slaves, because they never referred to themselves as slaves. They were Igbo, Yoruba, Akan, Dogon, Malingo, Mending, um, from Africa, who had been captured in a war that should be called the First World War, not the transatlantic slave trade, Mm. who was captured in a war and Mm -hmm. forced to give free labor under duress, murder, and genocide 
to another bunch of lazy, crooked crackers. So that's history, you know? And so when, when we context what happened to us, not like it's, you know, sometimes slavery, we say slavery, it sounds like some work program we volunteered for. Right, right, you know? right. That's not what right. it was. This, this was not, genocide not at all. heaped yeah. on the pond prisoners of war who were captured, who defended themselves. Many died trying to keep from being captured. Their wives mm-hmm. and children were killed. Their villages were burnt down. All of that trauma, three months on a ship, being raped, abused, starved, dying from disease, and then getting over here and being chained like animals and flogged and being in that condition in one form or fashion for 500 years, just the psycho-spiritual trauma of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. explains why we cling to anything that seems to give us some salvation and some redemption from mm-hmm. this okay. trauma. Okay. Thank you for that. You know? Thank and you Christianity was the available instrument for us to use to try and have some redemption from the terror and to have some transformation into a realm where we didn't have to suffer the pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you see us clinging because it gave us relief at a time when nothing else did. Uh, thank you for that uh, explanation. And, and because it, it's, it's something that obviously we, we as conscious people are asking and some of us get upset about it and angry about it and, and, and de- even demeaning about it, which is not the uh, consciousness that we should know. We need to just study history. history. Yeah. Our history is the best medicine to cure the ignorance that allow us to fight each other, hate each other, and hurt each other. Mm, I love that. Thank you for that. So can you explain to us also, um, African mythology. I remember seeing you first on uh, in Hidden Colors. I think it was the first Hidden Colors, and you said in there. No, the second, Hidden Colors 2. Hidden, Hidden Colors 2, because two. that was the one on religion. You said, I can, mm-hmm. I can literally tell you, and I can trace every single religion that exists today back to Africa. Yes, everyone. Can you first talk thing to we us need about, well, not, not all of them, but can you talk to us about the 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 right. African mythology the, and and and, and what the, that Abra- is. the Abrahamic religions, the three Abrahamic religions, uh, Hebrew, uh, Christianity, and and Islam. Those three are the ones that more permanent in our lives, mm-hmm. and I refer to them as being mere fragments from the periphery of the African spiritual and cultural system. Mm. Fragments, and. One of the best ways to see the fragments, there's two books I would refer you to, three. A a translation of a series of African books done by Dr. Malana Karanga, the founder of Kwanzaa. It's called the Husia. Mm -hmm. And don't get caught up in cognitive dissonance about Dr. Malana based Mm -hmm. on the FBI uh, negative conflict between him and the Panther Party, because most of that was lies and artificial. He's a great scholar and has proven himself as a great scholar. And he translated this document. It's called the Husea. It is translation from uh, maybe 20 or 30 ancient African uh, documents that preceded the Torah, the Bible, or the Quran. Mm -hmm. And when you read it, you, you think you're reading the Bible, but then you'll realize these things are thousands of years earlier from Africa. Mm. The second book 
is a book that most people don't relate to. The youngsters are beginning to. It's called the Egyptian Book of the Dead by whites. But the Africans call it the Pur M. Heru, the book of the coming forth by day. Mm-hmm. In short, it means the book, it means the book that brings you out of darkness into light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Pur M. or the Egyptian Book of the Dead is what you'll find in Barnes and Noble. Try to find one that have the hieroglyph translates, have the actual hieroglyph plates, and then the translation. Mm-hmm. And then look at its Genesis story, and you'll see that our Genesis story and the Torah, Bible, and the Quran comes directly from the African Genesis story. Mm. I'll give you an example. Okay. In the African Genesis story, which is 40, 50,000 years earlier, it says, in the beginning, God hicca. Hicca means vibrate. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, God vibrated. You know, and the vibration created the world. So we, in, we say, in the beginning, God was the word. Mm-hmm. Or the sound, mm-hmm. and the sound creates the world. Or you'll see where God says at the end in the African book, God says, "I created everything." This is Amun Ra now saying, mm-hmm. "I created everything that my heart desired, and then I expanded in it." You know, wow. and it just goes on and on. You go like, "Wait a minute!" And it goes on and on, and how He creates the world in seven mm-hmm. days. And this is 40,000 of water, and he creates the light, and he creates the land. Papa, the primordial hill, noon, the waters of darkness, which everything emanates out of this water, you know. Um, Ra, the light, and he separates the light from the darkness. Mm -hmm. All of this is in the African book. Mm -hmm. And there's another one, the last one I would refer for people to read is called the Pyramid Text. It is the oldest known religious text on the planet Earth. It is African, people. And it has a similar Genesis story. Hmm. Okay. Much of what we call the Psalms, you will find in different Af- ancient African literature. And you'll mm-hmm. see a lot of them in the book that I told you translated by Dr. Milana. There's one book in there called... Um, oh goodness, I love to read it. Um, and it's it's about the redemption, and um, and and what it is, it's about someone who has passed away, mm-hmm. and he's gone to heaven, and then he's then and and he's sitting on the right hand side of the Lord. It's a Jesus story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go to the story of Haru, who the Greeks call Horus, Asar. I mean, Aset, who the Greeks call Isis, and Asar, you know, who in the Bible is called Joseph, all right? Mm-hmm. And so you got Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, and the whole story of the resurrection, the Immaculate Conception, in the ancient Egyptian literature, 50,000, 60,000 years before the Torah. What, um, what I'm hearing also is that, you know, what I really want people to get who are hearing this for the first time is that when we were talking about 50, 60,000 years ago, ladies and gentlemen, we were mm-hmm. talking about before the first Eurasian was ever seen. Oh, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't exist. They didn't they, exist. They lived in caves and the mountains and the ice someplace 
if they existed at all. If they existed at all. Exactly. So this is something that really, when we talk about ancient history and ancient Egypt, and you look at all that stuff on the History Channel, all that crap and the aliens and all that, 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 they're trying to wash that down. That's no. Oh, they, they're trying uh, hard. Now, oh, they're trying hard. Yeah, now they're, they're coming hard. up with some foolish DNA so-called evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, if white folks came in Africa and built a civilization and went back to Europe, why didn't they build one in Europe? Right. You know. Exactly. Give me a break here. Right. You know. <laughs> so. Unbelievable. Well, Thank you for that. So now, so, also, well, yeah. is there more? Is there more? Well, in terms of studying the literature, because the people who the Bible, who, which was begun, what we call the Bible, that body of literature that mm-hmm. is used by the Christian church, the writing of it begun in, um, I it was three, 325 AD, mm-hmm. at a conference called the Nicene Conference mm-hmm. that was called by uh, Emperor Constantine. It takes 700 years to finish the Bible. They finally finished it in the last consuls of Trent, nearly 700 years later, before we have the document we have now. Mm-hmm. And putting together this document, they were going through all these other African records, and they actually left more out than they put in. And what's so ironic, they refer to the books they left out as the hidden library or the apocrypha. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute. If you left something out and you call it hidden, then what is this document you handed to me? Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So we wow. just need to study, studying and researching and reading for just the sheer joy of knowing history mm-hmm. will so enlighten you, will so enlighten you. Um, or you can read <laughs> because they forgot, to, they didn't know enough about what they were doing that they left a lot of things in. So if you go to the Quran, for instance, you will find that um, Muhammad's grandmother is named Qadir. Simply means the black one, okay? So they, they didn't realize you and I would read this stuff today and make sense of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or if you look at the Kaaba, everybody knows there's something called the Kaaba in Islam. This building is a cinder block building draped in black cloth with gold uh, Arabic writing around the rim of it. And in one corner, there's a piece of moon rock that is surrounded by a big gold bar. I've been to Mecca. I've kissed the stone. I've circumvented the Kaaba. I was an imam for 18 years. Mm. You know, most people don't know, when Malcolm X got assassinated, I'm the guy that took over, you know, mm. his mom. Um, and so then I was Elijah Amin Shahid. Uh, nobody knew me as Professor Small. I wasn't even a professor yet, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 21 years old. I went to Mecca in 1974 um, and became a Hajj. And so the Kaaba, when you refer to the Kaaba in Arabic, you refer to it as Beitul Allah. Beitul Allah, the house or the great house of God. In ancient Egypt, the spirit is called the ka. The soul is called the ba. When the spirit and the soul unite, they become the house of God, the kaaba. Does it look like somebody borrowed it? Wow. That's beautiful. There it is. Right in your face. Yeah. 
And I can even show you the prayer <clears throat> positions of Muslims, all of the basic prayers, movement in the prayers <clears throat> in Islam today, those are the same basic movements and positions done in the prayers in ancient Egypt. And just like we did wudu, meaning bathing before praying, or, or abulsion, they did the same thing in Egypt. You did not pray until you wash your arms, wash your head, wash your face, wash your feet. So Muslim brothers, listen to the prophet. He said, I come not to bring a new religion, but to restore that which was here in the beginning. Mm. Mm -hmm. And a good book you can read if you really want to read something about the prophet from a black man who's writing in the 8th century A.D. in Baghdad, then you've got to read the book of Jahid. You know? He wrote nine books. His name is Jahiz. Just look for Jahiz in Barnes and Noble. And one of his books is called The Superiority of the Black Race Over the White. Eighth century Iraq. Okay? So there's just so much that we can learn when we study African history and study African people. You know? There's um, so much we can understand. Uh, let me just one more piece I want to say on that. The Catholic Church is starting can you around. That book? Can you repeat that book, though? The spirituality. Yeah, of... it's called El El Jahiz. J J A H E E Z. El Jahiz. And one of the books, it's a it's a compilation of nine short books. Um, the one that, but you can actually Google it. Mm -hmm. And they don't use that title in the new book. They use a different, but it means the same thing. In the old book, I have one that I bought 45 years ago. Wow. And in that one, it just explained out to the superiority of the black race over the white. In this new version, which some of my students are now buying, I forgot the title, but if you put El Jahiz, you'll find his work. Okay. Thank it's you for Google. that. Go ahead and finish, uh, Professor. I'm sorry. Um, I forgot about that last piece I wanted to um, add, but it'll, it'll come back. But it was just sealing uh, things that, oh, it was about the Catholic Church. It came into being around the 10th century um, AD, 500 years after the Ethiopian Church, mm. 700 years after the Coptic Church of Egypt. Mm. The Protestant Church wouldn't come into being until the 1500s with the rebellion of Martin Luther, a thousand years after the Ethiopian Church. So whose church is it? <laughs> so we'll leave that right there for people to do, research, do their homework. Wow. Thank you for that. Now, you're also, there's two other things I want to get because I know your time is, is, is uh, valuable and you're getting ready to go to uh, Africa probably for the hundredth time. Again. Oh, we've gone to Morocco, we've gone to Benin, we've gone to Togo, we've gone to Ghana, and we'll climax in the Congo to witness the uh, ordination of the first queen of the Congo since Nzinga. Wow. How long, are you gonna, how long is the uh, trip total? How long are you going to be on the road? Uh, 20 days. 20 days. Fantastic. Yes. Do, you do, this, do you do this every year or do you? Or, or, or yes. Everything? Every year for the last 30 plus years. Wow. Wow. Okay. I know what I'm going to do next year. So I'm going to put, put me down. Um, yeah. Next year we're doing five days Egypt, 
five days Tanzania and five days in Zimbabwe with uh, five days Ethiopia as an option. Okay. So how can people go and register for that? Is there a way for people to go and get information on that? Yeah, you, you can re I can give my email and people can start reaching out to me. We'll have the brochures ready at the end of July. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. So, Hoppy Films, you are, I, I saw the trailer, uh, Taki Grant sent me the trailer, and uh, it, this was absolutely amazing. Again, you and Brother uh, uh, Nobles uh, are, are teaming up again in this uh, wonderful documentary on uh, the Hoppy Nile Valley and, the, and, and African economics. Um, talk to yeah. us about uh, this film. Talk to us about your contribution to the film and, and African economics and why is this so important for us to know and understand. Right. When when the film opens, uh, my voice will be the overview that you'll hear. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see me walking along the shores of the ocean, um, trying to create an ambiance for why the River Hopi, which is known today as the Nile River, is mm -hmm. such a symbol for economic development among African people. Because what made Kemet, Egypt, the extraordinary civilization it was, it was this river, this natural phenomena called Hopi or the Nile. And so we're using that as the jumping off prototype to create a concept for African people to develop again in their communities the kind of economics that produced the civilization called Egypt. Mm -hmm. And so we're saying the Nile River is, in this case, Hapi, is metaphoric, right, for the resources in the environments where we live. So we need to identify the natural and uh, contemporary resources that we have to harvest, for instance. If you live in New York, what is your resources, economic resources? It's not going to be gold mining or diamond mining or oil wells. So the primary resources that must be harvested and in, 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 in New York City by African people is real estate, retail business, mm -hmm. wholesale businesses, and tax revenues. Those four makes up the happy of your community today. Mm. And just as the happy brought in all of those natural elements and resources that we were able to draw from to build the economic civilization called Kemet, we must do the same thing in LA, San Francisco, uh, Sacramento, Chicago, New York. We have to look and say, everybody in our community that works pays taxes, 30 to 40% of their salary. How do we harvest that tax revenue when it's returned to the municipalities in which we live. How do we organize to do that? You know, then we have to look at how do we gain control of real estate where, where we live? How do we get control of the retail businesses where we live? Because we want the dollar to circulate at least six times in order for riches to become wealth in the community where we live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how do we, you know, in practicing Ujamaa, in practicing uh, uh -huh. you know, these principles, how do we collectively today apply 
uh, hobby? How do we apply it uh, when we, many of us, are in this mindset that we 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 uh, can't necessarily get along? We disappoint. Well, we don't get along. We don't get along because of the ignorance of not knowing who we are. Okay. How can you get along with something you don't know? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the communities that are prospering in our right in our communities, the one thing they have in common is their common history and their common culture. The Chinese, the Arabs, the Koreans, the Jews, the Irish, the Italians, the Wasps, what they have, whether they are experts in their history or not, they've accepted to be in partnership because of the commonality of their history. And they do know major markers, and those markers they call holidays or festivals, which they celebrate to bring themselves together to reinforce their partnership with one mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. See, history allows you to do that. And when, for most African-Americans, we do not know our basic history. We do not know basic African-American history. So we need to read books like The Shaping of Black America by Lerone Bennett or Before the Mayflower by Lerone Bennett or Carter G. Woodson, The Miseducation of the Negroes. Those three books should be must-read by all African-Americans. We are a tribe in the same way the Yoruba is a tribe from Nigeria, they're Nigerian, and they're Africans, and that's not a contradiction. And when they come to America, they become Nigerian-American, Yoruba, Nigerian, and African. That's not a contradiction. So we think being African-American and being African is a contradiction. No, we are African. That's our uh, ancient parent civilization. We are American. That's our geopolitical institution, which we live in, pay taxes, and participate and work in. And we are African because that's our racial and ethnic identity. Now, you take those three things and learn the history of your relationship to those three things, and that's the the glue that allows you to partner in Ujima so you can produce the economic well-being for your kind in the way the other people are doing. The Chinese people aren't apologizing for being Chinese and American Mm -hmm. and greater China. The Koreans are not apologizing for being Korean Americans and Koreans. The, the, the guy from Yemen running the corner store in your community is not apologizing for being Yemeni, Arab, and American. And so let's wake up out of our ignorance, stop using uh, Christianity as an excuse for why we won't learn and our history and teach it to our children. If you look in the Bible, starting with Deuteronomy, it tells you you must teach your children and your grandchildren your history. Mm-hmm. So don't be lying to yourself. Now you better read that book because I read it. You better know your history you know, before you start sharing. Yes, something. sir. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Your history tells you what your relationship is. Mm-hmm. It tells you who your friends are. It tells you who your enemies are. It tells you where the boundaries are. It tells mm-hmm. you how to identify yourself wherever you are. And it tells you what your primary interest is and who to partner with to produce the positive results of that interest. Thank you for that. Lastly, I want to speak to you about another film that you're going that's going to be, I think, perhaps debuting mm. uh, when you get here in October in, in Sacramento in October uh, 28, uh, and that is uh, yeah. the hidden hidden history of Haiti. Um, right. 
it, it's called 1804. And, and it is called 1804 because that's the sealing of the revolution of Haiti under the leadership of Jean-Jacques Dessalines, the irritated genie. Um, one of the most extraordinary generals and, and head of state in the history of the world. This is the man that brought Napoleon Bonaparte down, though the Western world don't want to say it. You know, Napoleon sent his best troops, led by his brother-in-law, into Haiti, and they got their pants beat off of them. Mm. They got slaughtered. You know. You know. When and, we see, and, and uh, so, I saw the trailer, uh, and we went. The trailer, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely amazing because it's uh, it, it, it's it's designed to again show you who we are and that we are warriors we are fighters and we fought against and won um we saw beheadings of of white soldiers we saw hanging and lynchings of white soldiers because i think Tariq uh, did some reenactment no they weren't they weren't they weren't lynched now lynching is a criminal offense they were executed for crimes against humanity okay thank you for that Clarification. Thank you for that. Yes, sir. They were executed for crimes against humanity. They killed hundreds of thousands of innocent African men, women, and children. And for that, they were executed. When we, and when that's we why see, I, I love Dessaline because he say, Kupetet Bulekai. He mm. says, cut your enemy heads off and burn their homes to the ground. Be mm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. Kupetet Bulekai. So something, we, something we have to I, understand. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I was going to say something that I want you to elaborate on, if you could, and that is in terms of this consciousness of, of, of language and, and, and being descriptive and, and really highly defining it. When we see, you know, I'm thinking of the Nat Turner Rebellion, all of those things. When we see uh, black people, African people, um, rebelling, against white supremacy um the language that is used is that uh we you know we're we're killing slaughtering and and it was a massacre to to yeah versus we're defending our lives we're defending our homes we're defending our territory we're defending our families Um, against people who have practiced genocide against us for hundreds of years yes people who for 500 years are bringing shiploads teenage and pre-teenagers African girls from Africa, raping them, 10-year-old, 7-year-old, 11-year-old girls, raping them on the, for three months at a time, destroying their bodies, okay? Um, and didn't do this on one occasion, but this went on for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And so we were rebelling and bringing justice on behalf of those young women. Not even talking about what they did to the men. Just what they Absolutely. did to those little girls for hundreds of years, what they did to those little girls. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, so that being said, that it, it, it makes sense and understand. Uh, are you, when, when you come back, I want to talk to you about, mm-hmm. um, I guess, the consciousness of where we are now in terms of, you know, the new Black Panthers, about being able to defend ourselves today and what that means uh, and what, what, what is and what is, a revolutionary uh, and, and, and right. how that all ties in. Um, and let's be careful about using any specific group because no specific group really represents our resistance. You know, 
I grew up in South Carolina, and when I was 13, um, my birthday present was a, a pump automatic 22 rifle. When wow. I was 16, when I got 16 <laughs> and I went to town, I lived in the country, I had to go to town to high school. My birthday present was a two-shot Derringer, okay? Wow. So black folks were resisting long before the Black Panther Party. And Great. when we think about the deacons, the deacons for, for defense in the South, when we think about Brother Rob Williams in Monroe, North Carolina, when we think about even my grandfather, Captain Mann, Andrew Small in South Carolina, or my great ancestor, Robert Small in Buford, who organized something called the Black Church mm-hmm. against the Klan. The Klan in South Carolina called themselves the Red Shirts. So Robert Small and his brother Arthur and their comrades organized the Black Shirts. All right, this is right after the Civil War. So we have been resisting this tyranny ever since they put their foot on Africa, and we have never stopped resisting. Mm-hmm. Nat Turner is just one of hundreds of rebellions mm-hmm. that his became so noted. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the greatest resistance movements of all that we fought was the defeat of the armies of America under Andrew Jackson in Florida on two occasions. They want to call it the Seminole War, but that was a black war. And even Andrew Jackson in his letter to President um, Oh, who was the president under him? I mean, over him. And he told the president, you send me down here to Florida to fight uh, Indians, and all I'm fighting is niggas. Mm. That's what he wrote. That's in the Library of Congress. Because the people they were calling Seminoles were not Indians, native. They were not, quote, unquote, Asiatic, straight here, Native Americans, Mm so-called. The people they were fighting were the Cimarrons not the Seminole. There was no such thing as Seminole. There was the Cimarron. The Spanish was controlling Florida at that time, and the Spanish word for runaways is Cimarron. And the black runaway enslaved Africans who made it to Florida, that's who they were fighting and calling the Seminole. So the Seminole War was a black war for liberation against the American invaders coming into Florida. Remember, they don't get Florida back until uh, um, after the Civil War, or get it at all until after the Civil War and the Spanish gives it up. And then you have the Trail of Tears, and in the movies they always show these white-skinned Indians, but the Trail of Tears were mostly black people. Mm-hmm. And they went out, took most of them out to Oklahoma, and they're the very people who end up building Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why we got to know our history, brother, because Black is, Wall Street, oh, Greenwood, which was a part of Tulsa, was only one of about 32 to 37 black towns in Oklahoma. All right. This is, so this knowing is, your history, black man and woman, will liberate your mind. Absolutely. It will Thank open you. you up so you will understand the divinity of the divine, and it will free you so you can free your children's mind. Thank you for that. Wow. Unbelievable. Thank you for that, Dr. Small. Um. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that there's a link that's going to be a, a, a accompanying well, this. Yeah, let's come back to our dates in, in, in October because that's Yep, we'll come back to our dates in October so you can sign up because I want you there with Dr. Small, Dr. Nobles. I want you to meet them person, shake their hands, sign, uh, buy their books, and hopefully they have time to sign those books and uh, get the information from these brilliant, brilliant masters, October 28th, 27th and 28th, here in Sacramento, California, 
um, um, African Americans for Balanced Health, uh, sending a shout out to Bobby Waters, and also uh, our, our dearly departed uh, uh, member uh, and, and uh, co-founder, Bianca Dexter. Uh, we love you, Ashe. Um, and thank you, Don. What's our location? What's going to be the location? The location is Sacramento, California. No, I mean in terms of venue. Um, the venue, I don't know. I, I, I think. Um, oh, okay, we're still working on that. Okay. I think we're, well, it might be just my era and not knowing. I think Bobby might have that already. Um, so we, but, better, um, we better drop the telephone number so they can call for information. We'll drop the telephone number. We'll put all of that down there. So that's going to be at the link at the bottom. So you'll be able to call and also register for, uh, for your tickets. So I'm all, already assuming that that's already done. But I know we're working out some other things because we want to try to make it even a bigger event. Can't give that away yet. But uh, uh, when this is posted, you will have access to everything. And um, it's going to be an absolute uh, blowout, sellout. And we're so looking forward to, to uh, uh, having you here at Sacramento with us, uh, uh, Professor. Yes, sir. And I'm looking forward uh, to coming to Sacramento. I have a lot of family there. And I hope they all come out. You know, I lived in Northern California for a long time in the town of Weed up at Mount Shasta. Um, I have my brothers are still there, and I'm sure they'll be in Sacramento. My nephews and nieces and cousins are all down in Sacramento. So I'll be coming home in many oh, ways. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I, beautiful. I attended the College of the Siskiyous and uh, looking forward to coming back home. Excellent. Fantastic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so you know what to do. Uh, thank you for tuning in and listening. Doc, uh, Professor Small, thank you so much. I know you prefer Professor Small versus Dr. Small. I don't know why. <laughs> definitely yeah, because that, that's the way I'm known. I really prefer Brother Small. <laughs> Is that right? I, uh, oh, yeah. I'd rather Brother Small. That, that's how most people that knew me through most of the years um, that I was out here. Um, um, I was just thinking last week to see how spirit works. I hadn't seen a friend of mine. His name is Montu Matsumela. Um, he was really the face of the Black Liberation Army in the 60s. Mm. Uh, he passed away last week. Mm. On the very day that my mind was yearning, I said, you know, I need to get in touch with Montu. My son would call me because his son attended Hampton University with my son. Uh, and my son called me down in Atlanta and said, Daddy, your friend passed. And I go, which one? And he says, uh, brother Matsumela. So I mm. just want to do a shout out to that brother spirit. You know, many people knew Asada Shakur and Zayd Shakur and the others, but they don't know the people who were behind the scene in the Black Liberation Army, the people who were the face of the army while the others were underground. And this brother Montu Matsumela was one of them to be remembered and honored as a great ancestor whom I loved very much because he was such a soldier for the revolution, one of the most humble persons you ever meet. Mm. Oh, sure. All right, my brother, let me get ready because I'm packing my bags. I know, so I can go to the I know you're my suitcases right now. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. So peace and blessings to Sacramento. I'll see you in October. And we're going to have fun with my brother, Dr. Wade Nobles, who you'll think walk on water when you hear that brother. So <laughs> let's, just, just, let's just enjoy the knowledge and the wisdom that comes forth and do your studying. Absolutely. Studying history is simply allowing yourself to be instructed and informed by the minds and the experiences of your ancestors. 
That's all your history is, the mind and the experience of your ancestors. So let them teach you. Let them instruct you. Let them inform you. And your whole world will change. Your whole world will change. All right, brother. So peace and blessings, my brother. Peace and blessings. Hotep. Hotep. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.